Hey guys, it's me, Danny, here to drop a gem or two in your week in hopes that we can create a more positive outlook on life. Now, the best part about that is everything I'm about to say, although I mean it, doesn't make it fact. After all, I'm just saying. You never really know where you're going to end up. You never, like, you, when you're a kid, you have all these thoughts, these dreams, what you what you think you might want to do some of us you know and then you become an adult and then you you just don't know where you're going to end up and so um I'm thankful for where I am but we're about to talk about two women today from Ayola the the last episode of Ayola fix my life and I can tell you that I'm sure they didn't believe they were going to find themselves in this place when they were children, but there's always a time in a way to be able to transform your lives. So even in thinking about what we're going to um, talk about, discuss with these women, we can try to understand that even though we may be in positions and situations that we know we don't want to continue in there's always the possibility for change so let's jump in this episode was about um two sex workers um one's name was Lauren the other name was Kanitra and it's very very um interesting Lauren is 27 present day and Kanitra is 28. When Lauren was 15 years old, she began to be a prostitute. Uh it it didn't really say to me why she was. There was some talk about her mom being homeless. Maybe she was on drugs or something like that, but Ayana started them talking about, you know, what was their first time in this child was 15 years old. She got paid almost $100 for her first time. I think she said like $80 or something like that. And then on her first night, she slept with five or six men. That is a child. There were five or six men out here in the streets paying a year old girl to sleep with them, um, which was just that's insane. Now, she did say that her father was locked up. So her mom may have been going through some depression and been um, homeless because of mental illness. I'm not really sure. Um, but Miss Lauren was out there on those streets and she was out there with nobody. That's a rough place to find yourself. And there are many... Uh, 15-year-olds who may not be prostituting themselves in this way, but find themselves alone. And that's where Miss Lauren was. Now, let's talk about Miss Kenitra really fast because we want to talk about the beginnings of what happened. Kenitra was there because she really wanted to, she kept on saying she wanted to break the habit of being an escort. Now, Lauren was a prostitute and called herself a prostitute. Kenitra called herself an escort, which still was a prostitute because she was still 
trading sexual favors, but I think that's just may just have been the wording. These two women were not friends coming into this experience, but so I don't know if they were from the same area, but so escort may be the wording that she was given when she first started out um on hers. Kanitra um was a single mother she got pregnant the first time as a teen and again this is like a rolling this is a rolling thing right here right now and so we really want to pay attention to our teenagers because she was a teen when she had her first child who is now 12 uh which puts her at 16 when she had that child um when she was 16 her mother left like she told her mother she came home and let her mother know that she was pregnant and her mo- her mother left her just like got up and she left moved out didn't want to deal with it that's a rough thing to have to deal with as a child uh so later on in life sometime after she had her children she is a 12 year old and an 8 year old somewhere out in between uh, Kenitra lost her job and ended up having to stay with her mom and they were in a trailer home and in that trailer home a neighbor was escorting and came over and told Kenitra that she could make some money escorting as well so Kenitra after a while of thinking about it and debating realizing I need things for my children decided to take the neighbor up on her offer. So they went to a hotel and she was paid $180 for 30 minutes at the hotel with these guys. Um, she was saying that she admits that she let herself down and that she realizes that her being pregnant changed the dynamics of her family. But Ayala was trying to get her to understand that you don't owe an apology to your the adults who were in your life because something about them let you down to get you to a place where you would find yourself having sex at such a young age and then getting pregnant by someone so you don't owe them an apology Ayana then has them, you know how Ayana do. Well, first of all, let me just tell y'all, she was in that blue again. She had on a blue top today. That was, the. of course, again, my mom was like, yes. And uh, today, this episode, my mom was like loving the shoe game of Auntie Ayana. So, you know, every time, first day, they get like some type of exercise. So, their exercise on this episode was um, she had these... Uh, uh, like body silhouettes, the um, stand-up body silhouette things. I don't know what they call other than that. And um, the women were supposed to write down on sticky notes um, all the things that they had said about themselves and all the things that, the negative things that they had said about themselves and the negative things about um, what other people have said to or about them and then like they were using nails to stick through it but it was more like cardboard so it was like real drastic to like um the harm it I guess the nails symbolize like the pain cutting through you when you say these negative things to yourself and other people do and we all know that we know that we speak the negative things in our own mind 
And then we also can hear those negative things that people say about us. And sometimes those things that people say about us, we grab those too and make them become our own uh, mantra in our head, uh, script in our head of the negative things we feed ourselves um, more often when, than we actually should. Um, so they're doing the exercise and Kanitra is going for it. She putting down all kind of stuff. Just, you know, she got all kind of sticky notes. Well, while Lauren is just kind of like, uh, a sticky note, one, two, she's not really in it. So Ayanla takes her into another room and says like, let's talk. And, um, I, I, they have this conversation and Lauren was saying that she didn't really, you know, this process, she didn't really understand what the process was doing and how it was going to help her. Um, when she, once she left and, um, she said that she feels alone a lot of the time and that she's seen her mom in the streets, which I, I don't know about you guys, but I can't, I can't even imagine that, um, that would not be a hard thing to, um, I can't imagine that that wouldn't be a hard thing to do to, to see your mom in the streets um, homeless and not knowing what to do with that. So, of course, Miss Lauren suffers from depression. And she's telling Ayana, like, I just want to, like, get through this process because I know I need to get to the, through this project process. But Ayana tells her that, you know, that's kind of what you do when you're on the streets. You can't treat this process with me like you do when you're on the streets because what you're taught when you're um, with the tricks out in the streets is to just, like, get through it because you know you have to because you need the reward on the other side which for you know the prostitution thing is the money and so you don't have to feel anything as you do it you have to actually let go of your feelings so that you can be used repeatedly by these people and I want you to actually show up for yourself in this process don't treat it like the streets treat yourself better than what you are treated like in the streets. Then um Lauren says she gonna think about it because she she's so numb guys. She don't know she don't know where she's at you most of the time. So Ayana goes back, she gets Miss Kenitra and she has Kenitra talk about herself she tells Kenitra you know why don't you close your eyes and think about what you're going to tell your son her oldest child the 12 year old is a boy so Kenitra she's telling Kenitra think about what it is you're going to tell your son when you have to look at him and say that the way that I get your clothes and your shoes and your groceries is I allow men to um use my body 
to get you things. And so Kanitra starts to cry. Of course, Ayana gives her a little bit of the hug. She do that Auntie Ayana thing that we all are familiar with by now. And Kanitra starts to saying that having her son was the worst thing in her life and then she cleared it up by saying she didn't mean that she doesn't love her son and that she doesn't appreciate her son but that she knew that having her son messed up her dreams and that's when Ayala tells her no like your family failed you you didn't fail yourself and you didn't fail your family they failed you but Kanitra starts to saying that she's been used and thrown away by not only the people who are in the streets who pay her, but also by family and by the men that she had these children with. And so Ayana says, listen, you should not take on all of this. There is some blame for the father, the men who got you pregnant. There's some blame for the people who were in your family that let you down. You should not have to take on all all of this pain so she tells her you need to give yourself permission to trust yourself um enough to understand that you can be healed that you can be in a different place she said that um did they go to a place in their mind where they are working to be like this other persona so she asked them like what is the name of the per the, the name that you use out in the streets because most people who work like street walking prostitution escorting services in the strip clubs all of those kind of things where um their bodies are objectified they usually do not use their actual um government given name and so uh Tasha was Lauren's name and Monroe was Kanitra's name she went with Monroe child because she was like ow I'm that um Marilyn Monroe was a trip herself um so then we get this thing where the we we get this thing that happens a lot. So, you know, you'll you'll know. Lauren then has the the um producers tell Ayana we need to sit and meet with Lauren. Ayana goes in. Of course, this is where we get that process where Lauren says that she wants to go home. And Ayana was like, I asked you if you were going to show up and you know, stay for through this process and work for yourself. And Lauren was like, yeah, but I'm worried about other things because, like, I have to worry about where I'm going to live when I leave here. And I have to worry about paying my car note. And Ayanna was like, you know, didn't you make a commitment? You made a whole commitment to me, to yourself, to this process. And Lauren said, well, you know, I just thought I was going to get more out of this process. And Ayanna said, okay. When you wrote me, what was it that you wanted? Tell me what you wanted out of this process and tell me what you're not getting. And Lauren said that she didn't know. And Ayanna said, yeah, well, you know, could it just be possible that you're scared of feeling? And what you're getting in this process right now is that you're going to have to feel actual feelings to be able to move on to the other side. Remember that she said before that there's going to be some chaos before you can get to your healing and so this 
process of starting to feel because like I said you have to be numb to be out in the streets and allow men to continuously have sex with you with no meaning to it uh with for money so she's learned how to shut down the feelings and she's been doing this since she was 15 so before she could even really identify with all of her feelings because she would have still been going through puberty she learned how to shut it all down so she doesn't know how to feel so starting to feel makes her scared and so Ayala was saying that the fact that you're starting to feel makes you feel out of control because you don't know how to handle feelings you know how to stop them but you don't know how to handle when they actually come she told her that you could be in the middle of what you're probably not probably that you are in the middle of God's work. And if God is doing a work in you right now and then you decide to get up and walk out, you're basically telling God you don't want him to transform you. And so how do you think you're going to get healed if you leave here before you go in through the process? And if you don't even go through the process when you're here, how you going to get anything if you walk out? Ayana lets her know, even though that it's um, scary, you're not here to do this alone. I am here with you. Kanitra is here going through the same process. So, you know, you're not alone in this thing. Lauren says, basically, that she doesn't know anything but the streets. And since she's been guarded and empty, she's definitely numb. Ayana says tells her the camera that she made that actually because Lauren has so much going on that she may be so broken that she might not be able to be fixed because I um uh what's her name Lauren also suffers from depression and um I think anxiety or something but she's definitely has some mental illnesses that need to be addressed and I'm sure are not being addressed properly if she's out in the streets doing a lot of you know the street business so Ayana tells her don't give up you have to we want you to continue on with the work now uh, the next exercise is that they're supposed to do yoga. Lauren and Kanitra were supposed to be doing yoga with a yoga instructor. The yoga instructor was there in front of them. The two of them were in the room. They were The yoga instructor was preparing them to begin this uh, yoga session. And Lauren, before they even really get started, Lauren decides she's tapping out like, I'm not doing it. And Ayana was like, you know, so the woman kept trying. She was saying like, okay, um, you know, come on, let's just like get down in the position. And she was like, oh, no, I really don't think I'm going to do this thing. So I'm done. And the woman was like, well, you know, um, what kind of positions do you want to do? If you don't want to do the one that I'm trying to suggest, why don't you, you know, why don't you do another one? And she was like, no, I'm really just more into meditating. And the yoga instructor was like, okay, well then let's just sit down on the floor. We'll, but we'll all just, you know, meditate. And then Lauren's like, oh no, I'll do my meditating on my own. It all was still a process of Lauren being afraid to let go because it was something that she doesn't normally do and instead of being in what she thought may be embarrassment and uh maybe even just difficult 
she didn't want to try. She completely let that thing go and gave up. She like threw her hands up and was like, I'm not doing it. And so she started to run. When you're in the streets, if you know that one thing, it's very easy to stick to what you know. This isn't even in the streets, guys, for real. Whatever is the thing that wherever you're, you find your comfort zone, even if it's not the best place for you, but you have been doing it for so long that you know how to do that thing and don't want like you know there's like some people who are in relationships that they don't like the person they don't believe the person likes them but they don't leave because it's easier to now just figure out how to function in this process where I know how to have the argument with that person. I know how to ignore that person. I know how to, um, you know, handle my feelings when I'm dealing with that person. But I don't know how to meet a new person and get to know a new person and introduce myself to a new person. Like, it's all the same. Wherever you are in your life and you feel like you that's your comfort zone and then people ask you to do other things. There are lots of us who will tend to run. And that's what Lauren did. She was like, this ain't a thing that I'm used to. So she ran. Well, when she opened that door, <laughs> Auntie Ayala was, sit- Ayala was sitting right, standing right there at the door. Like, what is the problem? So Ayala shows her the letter that she wrote. And she said, you wrote this because you must want something that caused you to come here. And... In their conversation, Lauren admits that she didn't put into the process as much as she even expected to get out of it. And Ayana says, you get to choose. You get to choose what you want. You This is a time here where you get to choose if you want to be healed, if you want a healing. You That is on you. I will not, again, Ayana, I always be trying to tell these kids, I'm not going to fight you for your healing. If you want to be healed, that's fine. And I'm here to help you. But I will not fight you to make you be healed. Stay and do it or go home and don't. But you can't blame me or this process for not he- not working if you don't work it. She told her, listen, this ain't the streets. And um, there are different rules that you, you haven't even been taught yet. And so you have to trust yourself enough to know that you can trust this process so that you can be taught the new rules. And if you don't want to do that and you want to cut yourself off halfway, that is going to be a problem for yourself. She said that your, she told her that your defense is that you'll make you, your, your own self say that you don't think you can do this or that you're not in the mood for it or, you know, um, you just don't feel like you, your body feel right for today. Those are all defense mechanisms, mechanisms to keep you from, um, actually having to push harder. So Ayana said, let me just let you know, in this right here, if y'all ain't taking the notes, child, take the note on this. She said, you grew up, you were not raised. Okay, how many of you all know that that is your truth, that you grew up, that you you could have been in the house? We found this same thing when we were, um, when we were discussing Ayana with um Tony Braxton's sister Trina when she was on and she had those two boys that was in the house with the um stepfather and nobody really raised them they were just in the house like we find this thing a lot where people grow up in a house with people 
uh, or on the streets or in foster care, but nobody really raised them. They just kept getting older. And then next thing you know, you are at, I'm giving you my finger quotes, adult, um, the adult stage, but you weren't raised. You weren't taught anything. You don't know anything about life really, except for how you've done it from your childish perspective. Ayana tells her this is an opportunity to be loved and supported and cared for. And she said the best thing about that is that you don't have to spread your legs in return. Meaning, I am about to love on you, care for you, support you. And I ain't looking for nothing from you in return. But Ayana also said you don't get to be in control of how that works. I control how that works because the way you've been doing it clearly is not the best way for you or you wouldn't need to be here with me. Uh, Which was really good. So, um, she, uh, Lauren said that she was ashamed of being used and believing the lies. And she said that she was being used. Um, She felt like Ayana was using her as well and Ayana was like how do you do that how do you feel that way and she basically was saying that I feel like I'm being used to be an example of what not to do and Ayana asked her do you think that that's a good thing or do you think that's a bad thing and she said well I think it's a good thing but I do still identify it as being used and Ayana was trying to let her know like I can't really be using you because you asked to come here. So I'm not using you because you asked to come here. But you people will learn from you. And that is definitely a good thing. But that's a good thing that you are doing. Not only for yourself, but for other people. Ayana told him that um, she feels like they and so many other people are addicted to the struggle. Um, but that you need to be willing to do uncomfortable things to get out of that addiction. And like, there's so many people, we all know them. Some of us are them who are addicted to the struggle. Like the, there, there are people that we talk to and we're like, you already know that like you're doing this thing that's like keeping you in this, this, this horrible position, but you keep doing it over and over again. I almost think that you like it. Probably they do and they don't even know it. So, you know, that whole situation of being addicted to the struggle, that don't have nothing to do with prostitution. It um well not that it doesn't have anything to do with it, but it doesn't have um it doesn't keep keep us from identifying with it just because we we not prostitutes. So many people find themselves in that situation. Miss Kenitra and let me, let, me, let me tell y'all something. While I was watching this, I was like, it's so much stuff going on with Lauren. If I'm Kenitra, I'm about to go to a producer and be like, hey, uh, I'm doing my work. Somebody need to catch on to me. But Kenitra ain't me. <laughs> so she was just doing her work. She done did her yoga. She done did all this stuff. Um, Ayana said she, she, she hit them with the repeat and complete. And there started out with a, what am what I'm ashamed of today. And Kanitra said that she, she didn't have something that she was ashamed of, but that she was 
tired of not being able to spend time with her kids and tired of having to be tough out here in the streets. Um, because you know, when you're, when you're doing things that are out in the streets, you definitely have to build a tough, uh, a, a tough barrier and like a wall around you all the time. And Kanisha is starting to feel like, like, I want to be a softer person. I want to have feelings and that's what, um, was happening. So they're in this thing and Ayala tell something happens with Lauren. I don't remember, but she was starting to feel and Ayala was telling her, you know, she does that thing. I don't know if you guys are watching, but she does that thing where she like touches your chest to like help you get your sound out. The sound that like we bury inside of ourselves. And um, she was saying that Lauren was starting to feel and that she wants to be able to stand up in her truth and wanting to accept who she what who she is and doesn't want to be who she was becoming so ayana tells her and in telling lauren she's also telling kenitra that you've done foul things but that's not who you are um she she started to tell them, um, you guys need to like elevate your skills that you have to market yourselves for later. If you are someone who knows how to manage your time so that you know how long you can be with clients, that means you have good time management. If you know that, um, you have to be able to you you have this skill where you know how to um, book rooms, you know how to, which means you have to keep up some kind of rapport with the people at whatever little motel or hotel or whatever it is you work out of. You have to keep some kind of rapport with them. So you have customer service skills. Like she was telling them, like the, the things that you learn out on the street. And again, that's the same kind of thing that was being done when she was talking to the um, brothers, the seven brothers that she was saying to them, even though you didn't go to college, it doesn't mean that you do not, you have not learned anything. And when you are out on the streets, you learn a lot of skills that if you learn, if you, you can figure out how to transform them and not be so street about it, you can find yourself in the quote unquote regular world and uh, market yourself so that you can be employable. Ayana also said that they were they needed to reclaim their bodies. Um, and so she said, because as you see yourself differently, you'll start to feel differently, which means you will start to represent yourself differently. So she had like a glam squad that was in one of the rooms, the many rooms in the eye on the house. And they were able to, she told them to dress for the actual person you are don't dress for that street person you don't dress for that Tasha and Moreau dress for who you see Lauren and Kanitra as and so when they came back out they were so beautiful not that they were ugly before let me just say that but you could see less of their um beauty because you saw a lot of their brokenness when they first started this process and again no they are not um healed they are in the process of healing so 
when we understand that what Ayala's job to is, is of course, yes, the show is called Ayala Fix My Life. And so people like to assume that what Ayala Van Zandt is saying is that if you come to her within two or three days, she will transform your whole entire life. But what she, what the truth is, is that she always says is that she is there to break the pattern so that healing process can begin. So it's not about... um it's not about making them completely different when they leave her house. It is about addressing what you need to addressing and admitting and addressing what you need to change and then starting on the process of transforming yourself and your thought process from where you were when you came in here to where you want to be let in your life. So for these two young ladies, they were given a wonderful gift in the form of a woman named Catherine. Catherine used to be a sex worker herself, um, who now helps other sex workers get out of the lifestyle. Um, and you know, like there are some people who do an amazing job at that. So Catherine was telling them like, listen, the first thing you have to learn is to like yourself. She was like, we walk around on time telling people like, I love you, I love you, I love you. Oh, let me love on you. Let me be loved by you. But do you like you yet? And again, that don't have nothing to do with the sex worker thing. Like we, there's some of us who got mama and daddy at the house chilling and, or a husband and some kids rolling through, got a nice job. The car looked great, but we don't really like ourselves. And so the first thing we have to do is learn to like ourselves. So what they were given was the gift of being able to go to Houston to spend time in the program that Kathy runs. Cause the program that Kathy runs, of course, is in Houston and they normally don't live there, but look at how, amazing uh the 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 blessings can be because Lauren was getting ready to leave this process worried about where she was going to sleep next when she was done where now she's given this opportunity to stay in this facility and learn how to reprogram her mind um so that she can learn how to live life as Kathy said, that they there will be there to um, teach them how to win at life the le- by legal means. So Lauren could have left and not even been given all of this she was able to get. But now she got a place to stay. She got, you know, things to do. She's got um, chances and choices. And they both took them up on it. They both decided to um, do the process. And you know how they do those uh, recap things at the end. It basically said that they both kind of were doing well, learning how to uh, live this new life that they chose to um, take on. So I just, again, I'm here uh, to let you know that even though you may not relate to being a sex worker, you there's always a lesson for you in in for you, for me, for everybody in it. If you looking at it in different perspectives, so I know that you may not be a sex worker, and even if you are, who are me to judge? But uh, <laughs> it 
you you can always there's always a chance to transform your life if you want to take time to understand it there's going to be a section in there where you will be very uncomfortable and will you cannot do the same things that you are doing and want to change your life those two things don't go together but it's always possible and that's what um makes me smile is knowing that whenever I want to change something even though I'm going to feel uncomfortable and I'm going to feel really heavy at points that it's possible for me to get to the other side where I can be able to feel and be how I would like to be guys we'd have made it through another episode um we're coming to the mid-season finale next week and so um this should be good uh I can't remember what it what the next episode is but I know it's like one of the hot talks uh stories that's going on there so look forward to that coming up next week I also want you to remember that I'm out there on those internet um, roads, um, Facebook in it, um, uh, on Instagram heavy. And I am also on Twitter pretty heavy too. So if you want to check in that description box, I will be there. You can find me and, um, link up. We can link up out there in the internets. Um, (laughs) also, um, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. If you're listening and you haven't subscribed yet, please do so. I would greatly appreciate it. And don't forget to tell your friends. Share this with your friends and family. We all know that there's somebody in the office or at the hospital we work at or, you know, the church we go to or however we meet up with people, lunches and whatnot, who could, you know, deal with a good conversation, want to get in on the discussion with me. I'm here for it. You here for it. Um, So make sure you share it and tell your friends about it. Do not forget, you don't have to take anything I say as fact. After all, I'm just saying.